Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host, Sean Siriani, and it's good to be back. I took the holidays off, even though I was relaxing. I felt bad. I like sending these shows out to you guys, and even though none of you were like, where's the new episode? It's been two weeks. Um, I'm just hard on myself or something. <laughs> I was, I'm like almost panicking to get this one out. Um, but uh, maybe it's a sign that I'm supposed to be doing this, but I don't know. We got a very, very, very special episode for you. Um, today, you might notice during the interview, the quality is a lot better in a lot of my other episodes because today I have been invited to Sirius XM with my guests Jay Brody and Roddy Colmer of The Dumb Show. They are a comedy duo. They are part of the comedy extension of Sirius XM and beyond doing weekly shows. They do these incredible skits that remind me of like a throwback to when I used to listen to Adam Sandler CDs and Jerky Boys. And it's so refreshing. It kind of seems like this is a lost art. And I think it's so badass that they are producing comedy in the style. Last year, the Dumb Show, they put out an album called Comfortably Dumb. Play on the Pink Floyd album. They even got the cover art. Looks like a Pink Floyd thing. And yeah, I listened to that on the way to this interview. I was dying laughing. And um, they invited me over to their studio because they're in the midst of making their next album. And in this episode, you'll get a little preview of one of their songs. It was so fun to talk to these guys. You're going to get to know them. I really recommend you checking out their work. They got such a special chemistry between the two of them. And you're going to hear it in the conversation how they just they play off each other. And their styles of uh, humor kind of click like a puzzle. It's, it's a really cool dynamic. And once again, thank you, Jay and Roddy, for having me into Sirius XM. It was cool to briefly see the building and check it out. And I was honored to record there and appreciate you guys. Like always, if you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, I'm going to remind you that every episode also has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. You're going to see pictures of us at SiriusXM, and there will also be links to the Comfortably Dumb album and their website and other forms of where you can check out their work. And we're going to dive into this, and (laughs) I believe this starts off with us talking about probably the greatest rescheduling excuse i've had with a guest so yeah we were supposed to record this yesterday we bumped it up today you're gonna hear why and here we go jay brody roddy colmer sirius xm's the dumb show coming at you right now Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. All right, Jay and Roddy, thank you so much for taking the time, bringing me in Sirius XM. This is a way better setup than I have. This is a big, this is a big leaks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like making me nervous in a way, how <laughs> professional everything is in here. But uh, yeah, this is... You're way underdressed for this right now. Yeah, I know. Me it's, and Jay are dressing... Suits, tuxedos. Yeah, mm-hmm. have a have a double double breasted tuxedo. I have a triple breasted. So are those uh, are those suits uh, rentals or do you do you buy them just every week on that serious money? <laughs> <laughs> and you every money, show. Serious money doesn't pay serious money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sirius XM uh, seriously sometimes doesn't even pay. It's not the. <laughs> yeah. It's for the love. We yeah. do it for the love of the game. Uh, I believe Howard Stern has all of the money. I think they just give it all, all to of him. it to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we're happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I want to say, yesterday was one of the coolest excuses for a reschedule. <laughs> do, do you mind if we talk about yeah, this? Yeah, let's Jay? do that. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So uh, 
I get uh, hit up by Roddy. He's like, hey, can we do this tomorrow? Uh, Jay did shrooms last night, and he's still seeing things. And I was just like, yes. I had never yeah. met this guy, but I love him. Yeah. <laughs> so, I called Jay yesterday, yeah. and he was like, I'm chasing a squid. What do you say? I'm chasing a squid. I'm being with chased a, by oh, yeah. a squid. A, oh, that's even more terrifying than chasing a squid. I do yeah. mushrooms a couple times. I do mushrooms. I try to do them once a year. Uh, a, a heroic dose, as it's called. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. as, <laughs> um, I right into the devil's asshole. Right? right? <laughs> and I found that. Doing that once a year is good for my spirituality. Mm -hmm. I do it as kind of a try to hit the reset button on my mindset. But what ends up happening is usually I get a lot of great benefits from it. It's uh, some sort of squid-like being who causes me to have auditory hallucinations, also visual ones, and is trying to eat my body. So <laughs> uh, I gotta, it's, it gets dicey and dodgy. So every time is the squid like a reoccurring being that happens? Yeah, this, is, this is what happens. Um, I'll take a bunch of mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And when you first take mushrooms, you get that. There's like this uncomfortable period where, I guess, digestion period, where your stomach... Is is dealing with this foreign substance, mm -hmm. and you feel like you have to sh uh, poop. Do you do you swear on this? Yeah, you can say whatever uh, you want. You feel want. like you gotta have to shit, and sometimes you feel like you're gonna throw up. And I have this voice in my head telling me, "Just go to your bed and lie down. You'll be fine if you go to your bed and lie down." <laughs> so I always get convinced that go to my bed and lie down. And then I get there, and the squid monster's there. <laughs> he just comes up and it traps me. He's like, "This is I'm the one that told you to come here, so I could <laughs> freak you the fuck out in your sleep." And uh, yeah, so I dealt with that. And basically, what happened? I was just still kind of seeing shit come uh, the noon hour and didn't think took them at night the next day they're still kind of with me so i couldn't drive yeah so you did them by yourself as well right so, yes yeah that's yeah. the real spiritual journey like some people think they got to go out they got to do it at a party but that's usually when the bad bad mm. trip happens i feel like you want to be as comfortable as possible as far as your environment goes when you're going to go into mental um Arrow, not dying. You're gonna. You're becoming a, a mental astronaut, a psychedelic astronaut. I, I think your like <laughs> liftoff point should be comfortable and familiar. Yeah, I agree. Radia, do you like indulge in any psychedelics or anything? Uh, I've done shrooms a few times. Last time I did them, I ended up. I woke up at the bottom of the stairs and I had pissed my pants. Uh -huh. So I guess that I had gotten up from bed, fallen down the stairs, and peed. <laughs> uh, and then I went back to sleep, and I woke up, and there was a vacuum cleaner in bed beside me. Okay. <laughs> Has that happened to you? Uh, no. No. Oh, yeah. So I don't know why, <laughs> but I ended up sleeping with a vacuum. I don't know if I had put... Did the, you have sex with the vacuum cleaner? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Was it plugged in? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. Did you have any bruises I think it was a cordless. Oh, uh, it was a cord... If it's cordless, are the sexiest vacuums, though. So <laughs> I can kind of see how that happens. Yeah, so you can't blame me, right? Not too much, no. But I remember the only time I did it, not at a cottage, I, I was at a 70s theme party, so I had some um, bell bottoms on and a really tight pinkish shirt. And uh, I was at the club, and I was seeing things. I was seeing weird things. And then I remember leaving the club, and I was walking down Spadina, uh, here in Toronto, and these guys yelled out the F word at me, mm -hmm. the gay, for, for a gay, you know. Mm -hmm. They called me a fag. And it actually hurt my feelings a lot. Mm, and I was like, I'm derogatory. not. I, I was like, I was at a 70s party. <laughs> it just <laughs> cut even deeper than <laughs> Like, they're like, nice shirt. <laughs> and so I took off my shirt and I ran. I was running down to down. <laughs> you were just so, so self-conscious. Yeah, but it actually oh. made me... Um, like sympathize like just being called that word it really hurt man mm -hmm. and like even though i'm a straight man yeah I, I felt it felt bad you know what i mean i, I was like wow like it that. almost put you in the perspective of somebody who is gay and yeah like, yeah. Take, yeah i man, got a funny story shit. i yeah. got a if you don't mind we take a quick aside i got yeah, go nuts. a funny story as well in regards to the f word um a, a gay derogatory slur when my uncle, my mm -hmm. Italian uncle, came to visit us, he lives in Switzerland, born in Italy, uh, came here to visit us, super affectionate. Mm -hmm. Just this is how the Italians are, especially if they've been there. Like the natural born Italians that live there are very affectionate. Uh, it almost, they're very, very affectionate. My uncle would, like, it's common for two male friends to link arms and walk down a beach in Italy. Mm hmm. 
holding hands, everything. You can do that there. It's no, it's no, uh, it's no problem. You hold hands. There's a lot of face touching as well, which happens. And I took my uncle and uh, his kids into a Toronto Rock game, show them some lacrosse and stuff, right? And I did that because, you know, you could take them to the ACC. It's a cheaper ticket. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you can get, like, a relatively good Toronto Rock ticket for, like, mm. 80 bucks. You're, like, two rows from the field. So we go to the game. He's so happy afterwards that he links arms with me as everyone's leaving. This game is pretty packed. Yeah. And he's, like, linking arms with me and kind of, like, he'll look over and touch my face and be really happy and stuff. <laughs> You're like a happy couple. Yeah, and people were calling us the F word. Yeah. And Whoa. I didn't have the heart to tell him because he didn't understand. I didn't have the heart to tell him what was actually happening, mm. what people were saying about us. But at that point, too, I thought to myself, like, I'm not going to reject this, my uncle's affection. Sure. Because to him, it's just pure love. Yes. This is how they are there. And I'm receiving pure love. So I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to be called this, I'm just going to keep, I don't care. I'm going to keep doing this. This is, it's <laughs> yeah. time to like. Yeah, good for you, just man. Just sit yeah. in it. I'm not yeah. going to, I'm going to stand in that declaration of love as opposed to push it away. But it did make me realize how difficult it is. Even yeah. a city as progressive as Toronto. How mm-hmm. tough people the LGBTQ community are. I feel like have. a rock game is like probably <laughs> the worst place to yeah. go and hold hands you with sh- a guy. You should have just made out <laughs> with your uncle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just for the reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just roll with me. Just, <laughs> roll with me, Teal. This is how we do it in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're friendly in Italy? Here we go. <laughs> That's hilarious. And speaking of hilarious, on the way here, I was listening to Comfortably Dumb, your last album. Thank yes. you. Uh, I, was, I had some good laughs. And uh, it made me think, uh, like, you guys have such amazing comedic chemistry. Like, how did you guys meet, actually? Uh, we were on, we started on a show called The Todd Shapiro Show on uh, Sirius XM. So he used to be on the edge, and he's well known around here in yeah. Ontario. So he was fired or wh- whatever happened at the edge, and I think he had a little bit of downtime where he wasn't in radio at all, didn't really know what he was doing. And then Jay started talking to him, and I think it was partly Jay that kind of motivated him to get back into radio. Yeah. So. Yeah, we we I contacted him after he uh, got fired. There was a there's a they used to have a very famous threesome. It was Dean Blundell, Jason Barr, and Todd Shapiro. When Jason Barr got fired, I figured that show would be canceled within a year or two. Mm-hmm. Because that show had this interesting dynamic. Dimo was this outspoken guy who's this outspoken kind of shock jock. Todd at the time was a single, a single guy about town, which brings very – he got great stories. And he, he wasn't – he was out there as well. And then you had Jason Barr, who was the relatable everyman. He was basically the key of the show, the core of that show. Uh, and they he got fired. And as soon as he got fired, I figured it would fall apart because I, I felt that show's dynamic wouldn't work without him. So I started a podcast myself called Last Show a Podcast and then kept working. Then Todd got fired after really doing great on that show for a year. He did a great job by himself. It was him and Dean Contacted Todd after he got fired. I told him like, "Listen, I think your last year was great on Sirius or sorry, on the Edge. I think you did amazing, and uh, I just I hope you consider doing a podcast um, because I've you know I told him what I did, and I think it would really work for him considering how good he was doing that year. And uh, we kept in touch until he started his own show on Sirius XM. He got a show on Sirius XM. Oh yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, and then a couple of months, we start that, and then a few months later, <coughs> yeah, I knew Todd because uh, my band w- w- uh, would get played on the edge, and we'd play edge events. And Todd was always kind of supportive of the band and stuff, and, and we'd hang out at some parties and stuff, and we always got along. So when he started the show, um, yeah, he was like a month into it with Jay already, and he asked if I wanted to be the house band. Oh, cool. So I would come yeah, in with awesome. uh, my guitar player, Jeff, and we'd do live. Like, I'd write a new theme song every day for the show, and we'd do, like, make up dumb songs. And uh, it was kind of cool, like, having a live music aspect. And then Jay would kind of, I would start writing dumb songs with Jay about whatever was going on in the show. And we started doing some skits together on the air. Oh, yeah. It kind of yeah. just slowly, uh, and, like, right away we ha- we already had this chemistry. It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd be like, okay, today we're going to be... Uh, uh, Siamese twins, like so, we just make up, make up, made up this really dumb 
character but. Felix and the Man Cat. Yeah, Felix and the Man Cat. Conjoined twins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. with a baby arm. One of us had a small, <laughs> underdeveloped arm. Yeah. yeah, and one guy was really angry, and the other one was kind of feeble a yeah. little bit. But <laughs> so they would give each other hand jobs yeah. and stuff. But um, <laughs> yeah, so we we, we kind of had this ability to create characters, and uh, the chemistry was kind of instantaneous. So it kind of grew from there. And then I sort of graduated from being the music guy to being the third mic like second uh, second co-host or whatever. So that sort of um, like furthered the uh, relationship that me and Jay had because we had more uh, back and forth on the show. And then we started um, a podcast called uh, The Dumb Show, yeah, yeah which yeah. has been going on for a while now. And uh, that's we did that album, Comfortably Dumb. But the podcast is all skits and parody songs, and most of it's improv. We just kind of get like loose ideas and then oh that's a, that's amazing too because a lot of it's just like so awesome because some of the concepts you have and it's almost like a classic con or like style of comedy that i haven't heard in a while like just kind of that old sketch form it almost mm -hmm. reminds me of when i was listening to it like i had the same feeling as when i like stole a bunch of my cousin's adam sandler cds yeah and I'm like listening to it like in a room and like yeah it's just like the yeah, the crazy, like outrageous stuff you it's guys just weird do. characters, and uh, and having a musical aspect, I think, is really cool, which Sandler's, like, the king at, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just fun, man, and um, it's I always feel like we're going to, like, run out of ideas, but we never do. We just no. keep, like, we'll call each other at midnight and be like, what if we're, like, two constipated dudes doing crosswords uh, <laughs> yeah. ne next to each other? You know what I mean? It's like, great, let's do it. Okay. I, I listened to that skit on the way here, too, as well. I was dying. Yeah, it's yeah. silly. <laughs> but it is a lost art, man, and there's not many people doing it, and that's why we were kind of ex excited to start it and get it out there, because there's not much competition for it. And, like, if you can find a, a void in comedy, especially in podcasts, because there's a million of them, if you can find something that no one's doing you can have success yeah if you definitely do it well. stand out and yeah. turn heads like you, you just kind of like break the, like the mold of everybody because mm -hmm. i find that's a, a common thing some people will see a certain style doing well and they'll be like oh we have to make our show mm -hmm. that way and the ones that really pop off are the guys who go against the grain and kind of do whatever comes from what's within their heart or like mm -hmm. just natural to them instead of trying to do what something else is already successful. Sure. I also think we have like a, a lot. A lot of performers would be better to really go back into the past, seventies, eighties, the nineties, and look at what was working then and what it was around then. I think there's so many things that uh, influences and stuff you could get from works that have pretty much been forgotten. Specifically now, because everyone's you know attention span so quick and everything's so in three minute buttons or 10 minute packages going back in the past you really find a lot of great stuff a lot of great influences mm -hmm. um, and i look at what we do kind of as a throwback to certain sketch comedies certain sketches of the past it's a little it's a little kids in the hall uh yeah, it's yeah. a little sctv and it's a little bit like you know those adam sandler albums those jerky boys albums and stuff like that like being influenced by something from uh, a little bit way out in the past. Yeah. Uh, and you find some great stuff there. Yeah, it's also cool how you took, like, your chemistry as friends and joking around and just turned it into content in a way as well. Yeah, look, the Smothers Brothers did something like that, yeah, right? And a yeah. lot of what that, I think, is is... Uh, is that but yeah we do have a good chemistry uh, Roddy and I, I I respect Roddy so much as a musician and I think that um, that whole the musicality that that Roddy has the way a musician's brain works works so well in comedy yeah the, the timing and the beats and everything mm -hmm. and uh, you know he's been great and like showing me a little bit about how that works and I think I'm extra crazy, which helps Roddy. <laughs> yeah, Jay's just like uh, he he has like the highest batting average of comedy that I've ever met in my life. Like if you, I remember on Todd's show, Todd would like, whenever he would throw to Jay, yeah, he would always be funny. Like he would always have something funny to say and I, it was kind of amazing. I was amazed at how consistent he was and how, the high level of comedy that he always had. He could find funny in anything. 
Oh, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's really great. Yeah, that's a gift, man. And that's Thanks. cool that you're just rolling with it. And it's cool like on your side, Roddy, coming from like the music side of things mm. and then morphing into comedy because I remember the day I met you too, you were telling me about your just for laughs experience too of uh you had to go out there and like kind of be the MC oh, you know, yeah. in, in front of like a theater of people at and, the Sony Center. Well, me yeah. and Jay had been doing them together for um, uh, who do we intro? Seth Meyers and so the Joe, Joe Coy. Coy. Um, and then I else. got the call to do Wanda Sykes, and Jay was out of town. So there's Lone just, Wolf time. <laughs> there's something about there's that comfort level of, of being with someone else. Yeah, yeah. And like, it, which is weird because. I've pl- probably played 500 concerts in front of like thousands of people, whatever, and it's fine. But something about making people laugh—it's a different feeling, man. Yeah, whole like, different energy. Yeah, and, and just walking out to 2,000 silent people staring at you, and you have They're to waiting. say something funny. <laughs> <laughs> like I, 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 I was real nervous, man. And I had written down what I was gonna say, and I kind of made my made fun of myself, which is a trick, Jay taught me always like make fun of yourself at first because it kind of like puts the audience like at ease a little bit this is what audiences do a lot of times unless you're well known right like everyone knows who dave Chappelle is yeah yeah so when he hits the stage he doesn't have this but when a guy like me if i hit the stage people immediately look at the look at me and they do this with everybody this is why people don't like public speaking and they go who the fuck is that guy <laughs> yeah, yeah everybody <laughs> goes who the f-? one they go who the fuck is that guy and they also go who the fuck does he think he is to be there? <laughs> yeah, how dare he? How dare he? <laughs> this guy looks like shit. Like, I could do that. Fuck him. There's a lot of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so my personal philosophy is when you hit that stage and you are an unknown and they're not there to see you, you have to, like, break the ice by breaking off a piece of yourself mm. and taking, taking kind of, like, getting that, having that question dissipate a bit in the room. Like, yeah, hi, yeah. this is who I am. I, you know, I'm that guy. Like and when me and Jay went out to intro Seth, we said that we we're twin brothers, but we were actually triplets. triplets. But when we were born, Jay ate our, our other brother. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a fire joke. Yeah. That's awesome. And we got a good laugh. Yeah. Yeah. We got yeah. a good laugh. But a lot of that laugh, though, is relief, though. There's a mm-hmm. there's like oh what's the, okay these there's a fat guy and he's with his friend and this is who they are they're <laughs> yeah, triplets yeah. huh so they're like that's a tension laugh and that's that's my philosophy when you hit a stage like that if you're not known yeah, yeah take a fucking chunk out of yourself the year take before a we did um, <laughs> who do we intro at Queen Elizabeth oh it's a pretty good person. Uh, Jim Norton yeah we, we intro oh, yeah, Jim he's Norton. awesome I love Jim yeah we came out and we <laughs> we said not only do we host a podcast or a serious show we we also physically <laughs> are a perfect 10. And then because I'm slim, I made the one, and Jay just stood there as the zero. <laughs> yeah, just so, like kind of flexing. Yeah, yeah, visually, like we look like the number 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's pretty great. That got pretty big laughs, too. And yeah. it, man, that's a good feeling, getting laughs on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, I've uh, dabbled in stand-up, too. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you said, like I'd have like knowing, like I wake up that morning, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to do stand-up tonight. All day I'll be fucking nervous, like yeah. like a wreck. Finally step on stage, say the first line, and when you get that laugh, it's like tons of weight just go off yeah. your head and shoulder, sure. and you just ha- take like a deep breath that you haven't took all day. Just, yeah. oh, it's actually <laughs> yeah. going to be okay. Like, <laughs> and you need, crazy. That, you need that strong yeah. opener, man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so important. First, first joke and last joke. It was same with when we played a concert. Like, you, the first song and last song are so important because... Those make the biggest impact on people, and memory-wise, that's what people—that's what sticks with people the most. Like yeah. you could play ten songs, five and six, seven, people won't even re- really remember that <laughs> you, you unless you do something in. stupid. <laughs> yeah. But intro and and what you leave them with is is so important, man. Yeah, that's that's good advice for like any type of performer, music, mm, comedy, yeah. anything. Stripper, stripper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you two are working on a new album right now? Or? Yeah, I think it. We we haven't picked a name for sure, but we we're gonna call it. We're thinking of calling it "Born to Dumb." <laughs> what was um, the other title we were playing with? Um, the other one was uh, "Forever Dumb." Forever Dumb. <laughs> Forever yeah. Dumb. So you're going with like kind of like the mu- the iconic yeah, music things. Well, we did like, comfortably dumb. Yeah, and the, ha- the the cover album. Or, yeah, or, no, the the art was like kind of Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Yeah. So we were thinking of "Born to Dumb" with some kind of Bruce Springsteen uh, cover, but we'll see. But we have a bunch of 
material for it. So we're just kind of paring it down. And this is probably like uh, it's it'll be like a spiritual uh, companion to the first album we did. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, very similar. Uh, a lot of our stuff, and I think the third album I like to do. Uh, something a little different. I really, I think we're, we have a really great album coming out. Yeah, this one is good. Like, I think it's better than the first one. And then the third one, I just like to f- maybe like do a music. We have a lot of good songs. I, I kind of want to play in that space um, a little bit. Maybe a concept album or something. Oh, yeah. that'd be cool. We, we have this uh, character called Boo B Lover. <laughs> his name is his full name is Boo, like Boo from uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And then Brian is his middle name, and then Lover, and. Uh, so booby lover and he's this country dude and he only writes songs about tits yeah. all of his songs are about tits but he gets mad if you like mention that yeah he, <laughs> like he doesn't like he thinks his music is just like great you know what i mean it's like yeah, yeah. so he get, he'll, he gets upset if you say like why are all your songs about breasts yeah. like, you don't get it man type of thing but yeah. man that's some we wrote some really good songs our, about boobs man my favorite episode of our podcast has to be the one we did about dan Dis- disney oh yeah Dan Disney, yeah, he's um, Walt Disney's nephew. Who's been hiding in the Disney vault, and he basically just has billions of dollars and is telling the story of Disney and how all the songs started off as horrifically dirty songs <laughs> to match his deviant lifestyle. And I kind of liked, I like I like doing the Disney songs, uh, changing those around. Those would be on the next album. Yeah. Um, one song we have in particular, uh, based off of Beauty and the Beast, was let's do drugs. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, it's spiritual. It's based we on. We can play it. Do you want to yeah. hear it? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Let yeah. me pull that up. Yeah, it's okay. based off of Be Our Guest. You remember Be Our Guest? Yeah, yeah. That's so, a fire tune. <laughs> <laughs> it is, right? So I really enjoy And uh, this will be on the next. Uh, this will come on the next album. So yeah, we have a little bit of This is a world here. premiere right here. So, oh, exclusives. I actually <laughs> sent this out to a bunch of friends. And then this song got kind of. It was funny. I, I got this sent out to a few friends who passed it on to their drug dealers. And <laughs> I got a bunch I got a bunch of messages from drug dealers after this showed up where people were really happy to hear it. Uh, <laughs> let's do drugs. Is that just a, um, the, I'm excited. Yeah, okay, let's play. Let's see if this will play. This is let's do drugs. Why not? Don't you don't have to do drugs if you don't want to. Mon cher mademoiselle, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as the dining room <laughs> proudly presents your drugs. <laughs> Let's do drugs. Let's do drugs. We will buy them off of thugs. Try cocaine for your brain. In your nose or in your vein. Your own mother you would fight for a taste of China White. Smoke the green stuff. It's amazing. Don't believe me? Just start blazing. I'm seeing shit just a bit. Would you please show me a tit? It would cheer (laughs) me up if I could see your breasts. Whether right or wrong please do them off my schlong let's do drugs let's do drugs let's do drugs yeah, uh, so yeah that's a little bit of that song oh that's yeah. fire it's a clip you know check out, more. check out some more leave them hanging leave, leave them hanging, hanging. Oh. dumb show podcast you can hear the entirety in our dance you know what's episode. the best thing about most of the songs we do is because <laughs> the setup in here we can't like multi-track yeah so we have to do it all live in one take no way much. yeah so like all of the songs and sometimes it takes us a while to get through because the songs are so stupid that we just we'll laugh like you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> or sometimes like one of us if we're doing a duet like one of us will mess up like towards yeah. the end that we just yeah. like oh we're almost we almost made it and then someone will fuck up and we're like oh we gotta uh, do it again but that's, um, that's like such a fun process though like yeah we usually will like facebook live just so people can watch us like tr- attempt to get through this song but um yeah, it's it like an it SNL feeling, you know? Yeah, like totally, totally. There's some pressure, and uh, I think that that's what makes it, like, gives it a vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Even, like, uh, I noticed one of the tracks on Comfortably Dumb, I forget which one it was, but there's, you guys started laughing, oh, and yeah. you, you yeah. kept it in, but it almost, like, it didn't ruin the skit. Yeah, it was yeah. just like that's the end almost added to crossroads. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 it was right at the beginning. Yeah, but we yeah. only leave a laugh in like if it like like how you said if it works within the skit 
And, yeah, and yeah. if it's a real laugh, like it's kind of, I don't know, sometimes it, it makes it funnier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, you guys just break in the middle. Never a fake laugh. It's always real. It always mm-hmm. really happens. And uh, yeah. it's a nice little break sometimes. Yeah, and Jay, you got an amazing singing voice, by the way. <laughs> his, I right. told him that. Yeah. He's tone deaf, but his voice is actually pleasing. Like, he, he, this is what is funny with Jay, with singing, is that he has the perfect voice for comedy songs because he's not an amazing singer, but he's he's actually really good. Mm-hmm. And his him attempting to sing is funny. It just sounds funny. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I sing in a band and stuff, so I'm a pretty good singer. So my my voice singing funny stuff is not as funny. I always make him sing the songs usually. I think I'm good enough to be a wiggle, but not good enough to do what Roddy does, which is sing professionally. Like I could sing to kids, like yeah. applesauce, like shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I could yeah. sing about applesauces or like the days of the week. You know? Actually, we should do a kids album. That would be <laughs> like, oh yeah, we that's our idea was kids albums. What was it? Wiggles after dark. Yeah, wiggles after dark. <laughs> Yo, this needs to happen. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, the wiggles are very crazy. Like the wiggles are intense. They're they've been a serious XM a bunch of times where we are, mm-hmm. and uh, they're probably like one of the biggest acts that come through here regularly. And they were interviewed with a friend of ours, Allison Dore, who does. Um, another show on this channel and she told me this funny story which kind of made me think about the Wiggles After Dark where they're from Australia she's going to Australia at the time and she asked them like listen what do you guys do for that flight because you do that flight often right and it's like 27 hours something fucking crazy in a plane and she said the Wiggles guy looks at her he's like oh you go to take the drugs you got to take the drugs. I got to. Whatever they give you, take it. Take more of it. you got to take the drugs. It's fucking crazy in that plane for 20 hours. No matter where you sit in front, back, take the drugs. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, that's wiggles, fantastic. Wiggles after dark. Yeah, and they're so popular. Like, almost oh. like everybody I know who's a parent has taken their kids to them. Mm-hmm. But Wiggles After Dark is like <laughs> the album they want to hear. They're like, yeah. oh, I'm tired of this kid shit, but they'll it's get the, the parents, reference man. and everything. Yeah. I kind of want to, you know what I kind of want to do? I want to make a, a, the group called uh, The Waggles. And maybe we can do this. We need a girl, though, because they have a girl now. Or it'd be for like, for for basically parents that can't afford to take their kids to the Wiggles or can't get those tickets. <laughs> We're in like a Wiggles cover band. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see that with the Tragically Hip. There's like the band called the Practically Hip. Mm-hmm. Pink Floyd has cover bands. They just oh, do, yeah, they they do their do. cover up. We should do that for the Wiggles. Yeah. We'll be a Wiggles cover band. We'll play far enough away so the kids can't tell the difference. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It'll yeah, be the same songs. Dude, I love it. We can cover them easy too. Yeah. Sounds like a good business plan. There's decent. money in that shit. Yeah. Hey, the Waggles, we got that trademarked, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm super excited to hear uh, your next album and everything. You're going to get backstage tickets to the Waggles, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that. Yeah, I'm going to the Waggles. I'm in Sirius XM. <laughs> I just leveled up today. That's it. Yeah, this Waggles. Is, it's cool being in here because it's such a different vibe than what I used to with mm. the bar studio and stuff. And it's not better or worse. It's yeah. just different. Like, I'm loving it. And yeah. uh, how long have you guys been with Sirius? Five years, about. Five, yeah. Nice, nice. So this is like your home away from home. and Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. You can pretty much live in here. Like, I you show me a vending There's machine. A shower and, like, it was, like, 25 cent for anything in the vending machine. Oh, yeah. yeah. The vending machine's fantastic. Yeah. I've slept here a bunch of times. Um, there's just secret yeah. room for sleeping, <laughs> and we, we've used that sometimes. That's happened before. Yeah. You find yourself down here and uh, maybe get inebriated and decide, hey, I'm going to have to stay here tonight. Yeah. Nice. So there's that. There's secret rooms for sleeping. and uh, we Vending do machine has oatmeal. You can get a cup of soup. You, you could live here. Yeah, you basically live here. Yeah. And Renton's Ron was expensive. Expensive enough that it's probably a good idea to live here if you have a key <laughs> card. Yeah, it's probably like financially good too. Like you're, you can work on things and just yep. stay. And do you guys ever work on like your show late at night? I find like with comedy with me, like sometimes that sparks a little later for me, like around mm-hmm. 11, 12 at night. And like yeah. you're, when you're so brain used to like the daytime, <laughs> just because the radio show is afternoon. And then like our show airs on Wednesday nights at seven, right? Eight. Yeah. Wednesday nights at eight, so we're like usually here earlier. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. Like the times we have come later 
it's just a different vibe, man. Same with music. It's like yeah, recording yeah. at night. I don't know. There's something there's something different that happens. Yeah, everything's it's a little like, more still. People aren't around and I yeah. I haven't yeah. done that in a while, but uh, you've given uh, us some inspiration. We should try that sometime soon. Yeah, some midnight on, stuff. Come a little dark, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's when you got to do the waggles after dark. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, do it proper after dark, yeah, you know? <laughs> Real late night. The waggles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and down the road, I gotta, you guys got to come see my setup. It's not as fancy. But there is a free booze there. Oh, so. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah. That that's a, a lot of like. fun as well. Um, I do morning radio, so I don't try to stay up too late. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm out in, uh, in Hamilton, so I do early morning stuff. Um, Jason bed by 6 p.m. I try to be sometimes. Morning radio, man. What time are you up? 4.30? Yeah. 4.30. Ooh. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I work so, Y108. Oh, okay. Oh, cool, cool. This is a new morning guy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm never up to listen to you, yeah, but... <laughs> neither am I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, poor it's, guy. Yeah, it's early. It's early. Yeah. Get up at, yeah, we start at 6 a.m. So it's a different thing to be up at that time and ready to go and, and trying to make people laugh. Um, and uh, it's funny doing terrestrial radio because the complaints we get are so fucking interesting. I did a bit the other day. Where we talked about, we made a joke about the OPP puts out this release, secure lo secure your loads is what the OPP sends out. Mm -hmm. Because loads are flying off of trucks and hitting people in the face. So we did this like five minute break about like, watch, you don't want to be on the highway and just turn around and catch a load in your face. And we say that for like five minutes, watch your loads. And everyone laughs. It's your duty to say that. And it's you know fine. I mean? Yeah. But the complaint I get from that show is... We were talking about Fresh Made Pasta, this new restaurant opened, mm. and I may have said that $15 for fresh pasta made with homemade sauce isn't a bad price, mm. and I got a I got a, a letter from someone that told me to check my privilege. Ah, $15 for pasta? Check your privilege. I was like- No one complained about the loads in the Loads yeah, in the face. Come what? in the face, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. $15 wow. for fresh pasta. Yeah. Check your privilege. It's got to be interesting with the feedback, too. Like, you kind of think, like, because- you're broadcasting yourself out there, and everybody has different perspectives of what's funny and what's not funny, too. It's yeah. like comedy's like a brave and also slippery game you're playing mm -hmm. with people. But I guess there's a point where you just got to say, I, I don't give a fuck, and I'm going to do what I need to do. Yeah. Jay brought that up to me the other day when talking about the dumb show, because you're like, we could so easily look like losers like, yeah <laughs> like sketch comedy it's tough man yeah like, yeah sick, yeah dude. actually uh you know uh our pal johnny shea you had on his show yeah, or yeah. Your, your your live show yeah he said something to me yesterday that was on the same lines that just cracked me up he's like he's with i wish i can do a thick irish accent but he's like man there's a there's a there's a thin line between being a legend and a loser yeah <laughs> really <laughs> and sure i, I died really. laughing but i thought about it i'm like that's true man. yeah especially yeah. in comedy right there's yeah, yeah. a real thin line between that mm -hmm. uh especially now like we're in cancel culture nowadays we're like a couple bad jokes made a long time ago canceled your your whole life can be over yeah, right yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough out there. It is. It's a tricky bitch. Yeah, if, I feel like you, almost like the social climate it makes it even trickier now, too, in a mm. way. But, I, you know, I don't, it's interesting. I don't even know anymore because I'm not one of those guys that complains about the line yeah. moving. I just get confused at the complaints. I've gotten complaints for shit that I don't understand, like the $15 pasta. Another time, and this happened again, this all happens on terrestrial radio, because I find podcasts, you kind of build a tribe of people on podcasts. People mm -hmm. listen to a podcast, they subscribe to it, and now they fuck with it. Like, that's that's my guy, that's my guy, as opposed to, I think... Yeah, they've invested in that. They've like, invested in, in it. brand or whatever. When yeah. you subscribe, it's like you, you're, you've, you're doing something in addition uh, to just having this passively come into your life. You're putting your chips on a table. Um, even though it's free. But I got another complaint that I, I just don't understand. I was talking about Dollarama. They have this issue. Dollarama in Ontario keeps getting their toys recalled because people are having developmental abnormalities from being near them. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> so I go on my show. I discuss this. I say, hey, this is important for you to know. They've recalled 100,000 of these dollar toys because of developmental abnormalities in children. 
we proceed to make fun of Dollarama toys mm -hmm. because, okay, sh sure. And then I discuss about how when I was a kid, I grew up poor. My parents bought me a Dollarama toys. And then we made fun of, like, knockoff toys. And then I get a note from a couple listeners. Uh, you're poor shaming. Uh, well, you were just telling your story in a way. But it doesn't yeah. matter. You're still poor shaming because there's people out there that could be listening that can only afford Dollarama toys, and now they're poor shamed. And I'm like, well, why don't you write Dollarama? They're sending people toys that give them abnormalities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just making fun of them. So it's a weird <laughs> thing. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like I get these weird complaints. And I don't understand where the line. I don't understand where that end of the line is. I understand like what kind of jokes you can't make, yeah, what yeah. you shouldn't make, and why you should make them. But then there's weird jokes that I'm like, okay, I, I made fun of a fucking. Another thing I, I made fun of that got us in shit was they found out this is a real study that the you know those nonstick pants. Mm -hmm. It makes your dick smaller. <laughs> this is real. Non-stick pans have been shown to decrease the average size of a man's penis by a half an inch in his life. And I don't know about you, but I don't got a half an inch to spare. Okay? So I brought this up, and then I got a complaint about talking about dicks. I don't know. I think you need to know about this. Well, I would like to know that. Yeah, you start I'm, I'm using sticky pants from now. <laughs> yeah, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> you just changed my life right now. Like, Cast iron, <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah. All day. I'm gonna be going home, going through the drawer, like double checking my pants. Yeah. <laughs> it makes I think non-stick small dick. Yeah. yeah. Non-stick small That's dick. That's what they say. That's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the line's weird to me now. I don't know where it is. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like and some people don't get uh, around jokes, like the intentions behind it. Like you can say something crazy, yeah. but... That's what yeah. I always feel like, the intention. That's what's important. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, people just... People really only judge the surface of something. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't usually dig to what the person actually is saying. They'll just, they're just quick to anger and quick to, like, be upset about whatever... The, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whatever yeah. they think is controversial, but yeah, it's it's very odd, man. Non-stick. Non-stick. Non small dick. Yeah. <laughs> small dick. I think on that note, I'm gonna thank you guys for thank having you. me here. Thank you, Jay, being my board operator. You got a lot of fancy equipment over there. I'm loving it. You're killing it. And thank you very much. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time. I know you guys are working on things and being on my show. And for people listening at home, if you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, just to let you know, every episode has its own web page. You can see other links to, like, the Dumb Show. I'm going to take a couple pictures of these guys in the studio here. And, yeah, go check that out on www.girthradio.com. And anything else you want to say, guys? Um, you know, be careful with your pants. If they're not stick or not, don't dollarama toys. Mm -hmm. Perhaps if you have issues as far as affording toys, get them secondhand somewhere else. Yeah, watch out for loads in the face. Watch out for your secure your loads. Yeah. I don't want to take a load in your face. Dumb Show Podcast, we're bringing that back soon. If you haven't listened to it before, they're evergreen. So you really can go back into the Dumb, Sh Dumb Show Podcast catalog, pick any episode, listen and laugh and enjoy it. It's not They're not like overly topical, so you don't have to worry about... Uh, yeah. It being released a year or two ago. Enjoy that and comfortably dumb on Spotify or ever anywhere you get your albums. Fuck yeah. And the closest one out, we're going to send you one of their songs. Yeah. Who do we have here? Uh, Tom Connors. Tom Connors. Nice to meet you, kid. My name's Victor Lance. Hello, Mr. Lance. I'm a hit maker. I've heard. I'll make you a star, kid. I got the best musicians in the world in the room here with one of the best tunes. You just got to bring your lyrics. You got to sing a song from your heart and we'll make you huge. Got a whole book full of words here for you, Victor. Are you ready to go, Tom? I think you're going to like this one. All right. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Where's Richard, the guitar player? Well, it is 1973, after all. He might be doing 1973 stuff. Oh, look, there he is. Richard, stop trying to drink what's inside that lava lamp and get on the goddamn guitar. Counting's fun, it starts with one and then comes two, three, four. Five and six happen next, but wait, there's even more. Seven, eight, just as great, then comes nine and ten. 
And once you're there, don't be scared to start all over again. Oh, the good old counting game. It's the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old counting game. Counting. Damn it! That's awful! That is, is that the best? 11, 12, Stop, thir- stop it, Tom! Stop it, Tom Connors! You don't like counting, Vincent? What I, do you got against counting? I don't have anything against counting. We're trying to make you huge. Trying to make you a household name. You can't do that by counting in a song. I'm pretty sure everyone likes counting. I hope you got a better tune in your heart or the world's not going to hear it. You don't like that one? I got another idea right here. All right. Tune up the band. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. God damn it, Richard. Stop smoking weed in that beanbag chair and get on the goddamn guitar. Red and blue and purple too, orange and pink and green. Ah, damn it! Indigo and bright yellow, golden aubergine, ivory white, black as night, and aquamarine. Ah. Before we're done, we'll have some fun naming color schemes. Ah. Oh, the good old color game—it's the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old color game. Color. Ah, damn it. Stop Baby it, Baby blue. Stop Rosie it. brown. Tom... Misty Rosen. That's what we're going to call you. Stop it, Tom Connors, if you keep up this garbage. What do you got against colors? I got nothing against colors. You one of them racists? I have not. Damn it. This is costing us thousands an hour. We've only been here for three minutes. Tom, I need you to tell me about what you like. Tell me what floats your boat. Tell me what makes you passionate. Tell me about what you love. Okay there, Victor. I've got it. You know what? You're going to like this one. This one will take us to the top. Let's do it again. Come on. Tune up the band. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Here we go. Here we go. God damn it, Richard. Stop watching MASH and play the damn song. Show me what you got, kid. I like trees and bumblebees and candy-coated corn. Overalls and bouncy balls and interracial porn. God damn it, Magic. Tom. Stop it. You can't be singing about interracial porn yet. What do you got against interracial porn? I hadn't, Listen, we're trying to make you a hit maker. A star. I was singing about things in my life. Bees. Trees. Corn. Listen, kid. I'm running out of patience. And we're running out of time. I hope you got more for us. Okay, I was going to save this one for my next record, but this one, I think, is going to make us $5 billion. It's not going to be a next record if this isn't a hit. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. I saw her there with long blonde hair on the corner of a street. I thought she looked like someone that I'd like to meet. So I pulled up with 50 bucks and oh. said, sit here in this seat. I gave her dough and she started to blow. The transaction was complete. Oh, the good old hooker game. Oh. It's the best game you can name. Ah. And the best game you can name is the good old hooker game. Hookers. They'll t- when I was done, I went... Stop it, <laughs> Stop it. You have... Do you understand what will happen if we release this song? Well, it's a, it's a true life story. I need you. I'm just trying to sing about my life. Give me the best song you've ever written. Give me what's in your heart. We need the best song, or I promise nobody will ever know the name. Stop it, Tom Connors. I don't think that's much of a name, but okay, I'm going to give you the gold standard, number one best song you've ever heard in your life. A one, a two. God dang it, Richard. Take your penis out of that easy bake oven and get on the goddamn guitar. A one, two, three, four. April 7 of 61, I was pretty drunk. I met a guy in the bar who was acting like a punk. He grabbed his keys and went to leave, so I went and hid outside. Stabbed him eight times in the neck and laughed until he died. 
Oh, oh, I killed a man for fun. It was something I shouldn't have done. And something I shouldn't have done was kill a man for fun. His name was Phillips. John Phillips. I think you just confessed to a murder, Tom. You can't. That's a. You. You it was over 10 years ago, Victor. Statute of limitations. That's not how that works. You named him and you set a date. I don't think they can charge they, me with anything. You actually murdered him? It's music, Victor. That's not how music works. I turned it into a song. It's going to be a hit. None of these songs are usable. You confess to a heinous crime. I don't know what we're going to do, Tom. Tom, where are you from? St. John, New Brunswick. St. John, New Brunswick. What's it like there? Well, there's a railroad. All right. The ocean. Yeah. Lots of solid ground what, to stand on. What do they do for fun in St. John's, New Brunswick? Well, mostly you stand in a circle and you make a circle. You pee, pee in the snow in the winter? They would stand in circles and pee in snow. Yeah. What, what else? I guess they play hockey out there. Hockey? Hockey, eh? Yeah, hockey. How about you sing about hockey? That's never been done before, Victor. I think it's gonna be done now. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's see how it comes out. Here we go. A one, a two. God damn it, Richard. Stop roller skating in those gosh darn bell bottoms and get on the goddamn guitar. A one, two, three, four. Stop, Tom! Yes, yeah, stop! 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 Here we go! Stop! Yes! Hello out there, or on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores, hey, pass me that cocaine. No, well, that's not the game. Listen, Tom. I'm getting tired, Victor. <laughs> I think we got something here. I think we got something it here. It felt good. We're just going to work on some of these lyrics. We just need a little bit of energy. <laughs> but I think we're on the right track. We're on the right track, indeed. Did you like when I was stomping? Yeah. I think I got a new name for you. What's that? Stomping Tom Connors. I love it. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think we're on our way to a bonafide classic. Good work, Tom.